Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 14. Is it okay to use tools and techniques or am I supposed to do nothing? Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Changeable, a podcast about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. And now, here's your host, Dr. Amy Johnson. Welcome back to Changeable. In this episode, I want to clear up some confusion. So let's start from the beginning. In the old paradigm, the old way of thinking about human beings and how we work and how our psychology works, there's all kinds of uh, either problems or potential for problem. So it's kind of like, you know, we have these people, uh, seven and a half billion at this point, walking around on earth and essentially, without saying this, essentially, we're we're equating these seven and a half billion people with the experience that shows up through them, with the experiences that they have moment to moment. So we are our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors. Now, again, I'm not saying that someone in the old paradigm, people in the old paradigm said that explicitly, but there's a gigantic focus on what we think, feel, and do. And in fact, that's really kind of the only focus on what we think, feel, and do. So that becomes sort of naturally um, equivalent with like who we are as a person. It becomes our identity. I can't believe I thought that and I feel this way and I think this and I did that. So that's kind of kind of who we are. So to take that a step further, not only are we essentially in that old paradigm, our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, but our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors can really get us into trouble. So there's something that we need to often step in and manage. We aren't made of mental health in the old paradigm. I don't know what they'd say we're made of, <laughs> but certainly there's a lot of potential for for a lack of mental health, for mental illness and mental disease. And that's what the old paradigm's looking out for. It's based on an old medical model, right? Where it's like, well, where's the problem? What's the problem? Where is something not working properly? And where it's not working properly, meaning we're suffering or we're stuck or we're caught up in habits or addictions or anxiety, which are things that are true of human beings, for sure. We feel stuck in these things. But in the old paradigm, wherever that's happening, that's a place for us to step in and make a change, to manipulate something, change something at that level of the psychology. Change your thoughts, change your feelings, change your behaviors. Get out of medication that gives you a different experience or go through therapy that teaches you to think differently or to challenge your thoughts or feel differently. Self-help, traditional psychology, pretty much all grounded in that old paradigm where there's lots of problems and there's lots of stuff to do, lots to do. Tools, techniques, strategies, all kinds of things. Like, you know, you never would go to therapy or even read a self-help book and not come away pretty much with a list of things to do. Now let's look at the new paradigm. In the new paradigm, we are all at our core by nature, essentially mentally healthy. So we have a foundation there that isn't talked about in the old paradigm so much, a foundation of health and resilience. And then 
that psychology piece, the thoughts and feelings and behaviors, sure, they show up. But the new paradigm really acknowledges the fact that they move. They don't show up and sit there. They don't show up and just deteriorate us, you know, damage us, create all this damage and problems and illness in us. They are experience that moves through us. Now, again, I'm not at all saying that people don't feel and experience negative things by the stuff that moves through us. Like we do get stuck. We do make horrible choices. We do fail to live our lives and fail to be in the moment and and miss out on all kinds of great things. We do. I'm not talking so much about what humans do, but again, more of like how we're designed, how we work. And the new paradigm looks straight at the fact that by nature, we're always okay, always healthy, always have what we need. And we're always experiencing a huge range of experience, of thought, feeling, and behavior, of psychology. And that that psychology is constantly in flux, constantly in motion, and it moves through on its own. So we don't have to intervene. We don't have to get in there and speed it up or slow it down or change it. We essentially are part of nature. We are part of nature. We are human beings. We are part of nature. And we don't go out and mess with nature. We do sometimes. And we see that it doesn't go well when we do that. By and large, we see that nature has emotion to it and we let that happen. And when we start to see that in ourselves really amazing things happen where we see that the things we're doing, all of that stuff that we're doing, I mean, I won't even tell you what we see. I've seen that, but I I would ask you to just question that for yourself. Just look at that for yourself. Like the more you start to see what your design is like, what's there beneath your experience, how thought created and, and transient and temporary your experience really is, how impersonal it really is, how inherently meaningless in a sense it really is. Does it feel like there's more on your plate? Does it feel like you have to get in and manage and chase away more? Or does it free you up to kind of relax and do a little bit less? I've definitely experienced it as as the latter. So as this new paradigm becomes more and more widespread, and it is in huge ways, especially in the last like four or five years. I mean, this new paradigm, I don't know, it's decades. It's been around longer than that, probably in various forms. But really in the past few years, it's just taken off like crazy. But as it becomes more widespread, more and more people hear this, people who like all of us were raised and conditioned and kind of brought up in the old paradigm, It's sometimes really hard to hear that we don't have to do all that stuff, you know, that we aren't on the hook for managing our own experience, for making ourselves feel better or for making our life go a particular way, that so much of that is done through us. It's hard to trust it sometimes. It can be really hard to hear that. It's just so foreign, you know, we're so used to believing that we make things happen. I love, I heard Michael Neal say this once that, um, comparing how we are with our experience to how kids are on that ride at Disney World. I'm sure it's at lots of amusement parks. It's the cars that go around on the track and it's the little kids, you know, one and two-year-olds sit in that car 
and the, obviously the thing's just going completely on its own around a track. But you see these little kids turning into the turns. They have their hand on the steering wheel, their foot's pedaled pedal to the metal, and they're turning and they're doing all this. And they're, they're in this experience of them driving that car, but they're not doing anything. That car is driven and taken care of. And I love thinking about how we're like that in so many ways. You know, we think, I need to keep it all together. This is all going to fall apart. Whatever this is, our family, our house, our business, to our mental health, I need to fix my feelings. This is not okay to be feeling. We're in so much judgment and just innocent misunderstanding about how thought and feeling work and, and just how they're just so normal and natural and okay. We're in so much misunderstanding about that, that, that we jump in and we, we kind of act as if it's all on us and no wonder we're so stressed out and no wonder we become so anxious and exhausted and, you know, all the things that, that people are struggling with. So it's really foreign to not look for the thing to do. Like, like, what's my role? You know, what do I have to do? What's my job here? And people understandably get so confused about that. So now I don't know how all new paradigmers talk, you know, I mean, I, I have no idea what people have said, but here's kind of how I see it. It's not that you can't do anything. Now that wouldn't even make sense to say, oh, do nothing because your experience just moves right through you. Life takes care of itself. Therefore, sit and do nothing. Does that make any sense? Not at all. It makes absolutely no sense. First of all, it's another rule. And, and I mean, it's another concept. It's somebody's idea. You know, it's somebody's instruction. We're not going to trade these instructions over here and the old paradigm. Do your thought work, challenge your thoughts, do this to your feelings, meditate, go for a walk, take a bubble bath. Like those are a bunch of instructions too. And they've kept us busy and exhausted and not getting very far. Now, it doesn't make much sense to just trade those instructions and rules for another set of rules that say, do nothing, just sit there, just be with it. That's not at all what's being said, but it's so understandable that that's what's being heard. That's what's being heard because we are so conditioned and used to looking for someone else to tell us what to do. We're not used to checking in and even knowing that there's an in to check in with, <laughs> that there's something in there, that there's wisdom and good ideas and fresh new thought coming from there. You know, again, I think if you stop someone and ask them and really, really ask them, they might know that, but we all walk around for the most part, is generalizing obviously, but we walk around for the most part as if we have no resources and we're looking outside and, and looking for somebody smarter to tell us what to do or someone healthier to tell us what drug to take or how to act or what behaviors we should do. You know, so it's so understandable that this new paradigm comes along and starts to talk about, no, actually, you're okay. Actually, your mind fixes itself. Isn't that awesome? Actually, this stuff, depressed thoughts and anxious feelings and all that that moves through you, that's okay. That's normal. That's just human life. Someone tells us that and kind of says, you know, you don't need to do so much. You don't need to do all that. And that because our mind is constantly, our whole life's been going to tell me what to do, tell me what to do, tell me what to do, we hear what they said as do nothing. Now, our mind innocently spins it that way, but that's not what's being said. So it's really, really common for 
students in my school, for example, Little School of Big Change, there's always a subset of students who are new to this and are starting to get a feel for it and are starting to see some great things happen and feel better and their mind gets quieter and things start shifting. But at some point early on, they go back to that old thinking, right? Because it's just so ingrained. It's so ingrained. And they start getting really caught up in the hows and the whats. So they'll say things like, well, how how do I see what you're telling me? Like, how do I see that, I don't know, that that my health is there beneath my experience? How, how do I get a sense? How do I get a sense of that? How do I get a feel for that? With the emphasis on how, as if there's a direction I can give them. Or what do I do when my mind is racing? And they'll ask me all the time, well, what do you do? What do you do when you feel bad? Now, these are wonderful questions. I'm Please hear me when I say like, I, I in some way love when people ask these questions because I asked them like crazy. And I, I think we all do. They're wonderful questions. And I love that people have the courage to ask them because, you know, they're kind of hearing, oh, it's all okay. And there's nothing to do to have the courage to say, wait a minute, I don't get that. Tell me what you do. You know, that's, that's awesome that they ask. And it always is helpful for people to ask those questions when they're on their mind. But it's also just really interesting how our mind starts to relax and get a feel for this. And then it's like something kind of, you know, taps the ego awake, taps that little mind awake. And all of a sudden it jumps into, well, wait a minute, how do I do this? And what do I do? And what do you do? And what am I supposed to say to myself? Or how do I make my feelings change? Or yeah, but I can't just sit around and feel bad forever. Like, how do you get out of that? What do you say to yourself? And I always totally honestly tell them when they ask these questions, I don't know what you'll do because that's just the truth of it. I have no idea. Like none of us could know for ourselves or definitely not for anyone else what the thing to do is in those moments when someone is stuck in a horrible feeling and we're never stuck in a horrible feeling, but when someone feels stuck in, let's say they're afraid to leave their home right? Agoraphobic, afraid to leave their home, tons and tons of anxiety, tons of nervousness around so many things. When someone's in that and they say, well, what do I tell myself to make this change, to help myself feel better? I have no clue. I don't know because there is no one thing. (laughs) There is no one answer to that. And, and, The way we feel better isn't by telling ourselves something. Now, you might see something and that might sound in your own head like you just told yourself something. So for example, when I was was becoming free of my binge eating habit, I, uh, I heard some stuff about brain science, not even this new paradigm at all, but brain science that was super helpful to me. Like, like that's just what a brain does is it gets habituated towards something and it repeats itself over and over again. But you don't have to listen to that. Like that, you know, I'm just throwing this out as I speak. It's just one little example of something that I read in a book that I heard that was huge. Now, after that, now what happened there is I had an insight. I saw, oh my gosh, I think that might be true. I can see how my lower brain is just constantly telling me the same old boring stories. And I'm taking the bait because it feels like I have to. It never occurred to me, as crazy as it sounds now, never occurred to me that I didn't have to listen to that or that it was really an option. You know, I thought I knew I could not listen by willpower, but I thought I'd just feel horrible <laughs> if I did that. So that wasn't really an option. So 
like, like I saw something in that. And so after I saw that, there were moments of feeling that old familiar story, that old familiar urge, and maybe my mind going to, oh, that's right. You don't have to do anything about this. Now, that can look like the strategy is remind yourself that you don't have to do anything about this, but that's not how it works. If I didn't have that insight, that strategy would do nothing for me. I could have written a million post-it notes and I spent decades doing this, writing post-it notes about other people's good ideas and what worked for them and what kind of resonated for me. Like, oh, that makes sense. That might work. Putting post-it notes all over my life, looking at them when I need them. And then when I need them and I'm looking at a post-it note, it's a bunch of words. It's a bunch of jumbled letters. It means nothing. That's what strategies, tools, and techniques are often when we haven't seen what's behind them, you know, when we haven't had an actual insight to where we're seeing something different. So when someone says, oh, well, should I tell myself, you know, should I remind myself what you're telling me? Should I remind myself that I'm full of health and that my experience is just moving through? No, but maybe you will. <laughs> like, like that as an instruction, I would not expect that to work. I would not expect that to do much for you. But the more you see about this, it's very likely that that's going to pop into your head more and more often. And when it does, it's going to actually mean something. It's going to have some kind of juice to it. So it's more about knowing that good ideas help freedom, like whatever it is we're looking for in a moment is what we're already made of. And knowing that our experience, whatever's holding us back from that is temporary. It's moving. It's made of thought. It isn't coming at us from life out there. It's just thought, feeling, and behavior coming to life within us in a moment. And then it washes away. Getting a feel for those things, knowing what's stable and never changes establishing a gazeless gaze towards something that's not moving and knowing that everything that's moving is okay. It is inherently safe. It is made of energy. It is thought brought to life and it's going to move right through you and you don't have to own it or grab it or identify with it. That's what helps. It has nothing to do with what we do or don't do. And within that, we will do lots and lots of things. So from that wise place beneath all our thinking, there are going to be all kinds of things that come up for you. Like my favorite example that I just see all the time in my life is I'll be sitting at my desk writing or maybe just had back-to-back calls, you know, and I'm just, I start getting fidgety or I, you know, the words aren't coming through. I feel like I'm blocked. I don't know what I'm trying to say. And I notice myself, I don't make this decision. I don't do this as a strategy. I push my chair away from my desk and I usually go pet my dog and go downstairs and get some water. If I did that every time I felt bad, it would be horrible. I would be, first of all, looking in the wrong place, relying on water and my dog to make me feel better, which doesn't work that way. (laughs) And I would not have very good success with it. There would be lots of times when I would feel like, oh, what's the word? What am I trying to say? This isn't going well. And then I'd be like, oh, I know how to fix this, water and dog. And I'd go pet the dog and do drink the water and nothing would shift because that's not what shifts it. But what I see in my actual life is that something often comes up through me and helps stuff along. Now, I'm hesitant to even say it that way, 
that sounds a little misleading now that I say it because nothing needs help moving along. But it's like there's just like we're okay. <laughs> Something bigger is steering. Something bigger is steering those little Disney cars. We don't have to manage it. So if it steers you to, to go pet your dog and get some water, great. If it steers you to go meditate or go do yoga or do some thought work or pull out an old CBT workbook and do a bunch of pages, wonderful. If it's coming from that place, if it just is what occurs to you to do, do it. But you don't have to do anything. If we did absolutely nothing, our experience would still change and we'd still be okay. And that's that's the point. So it's not that we should do nothing. It's that there's nothing we have to do. I always go back to kids. Like when I'm in my head about, wait a minute, what does this mean? And what's natural and what's artificial? Like, you know, what's thought created? What's ego? What Like, how do we work? Look at kids. Do kids do nothing? Heck no. Kids are so busy. They're so productive. They do so much. It's funny. I um, There was some footage of my kids in my recent video series that went out and the videographer, you know, put them in slow motion. It's just kind of part of the, the feel of the video. And a friend who saw that and knows my kids said, you know, the most amazing thing about your videos is that they somehow got your kids to slow down <laughs> because they, they never move that slowly. I mean, kids do not do nothing. Now, kids know in, inherently, intrinsically kind of know on some level, just like we do, just like we do, that our experience is moving through us. So we don't need to manage things. They don't worry about what they feel so much. They just feel it and it moves through them. That's why they're such great teachers for us. They don't stop and get caught up and try to fix and manipulate things. They just cry or laugh or do whatever they do. And then they're just on to the next. So they get that. And it doesn't lead them to say, oh, okay, well, since everything is working just perfectly moving through me, I guess I'll just sit here and do nothing. Or since I have this you know, horrible feeling, I'm going to sit on my couch and just let it wash through me. No, they, they, again, they do whatever they do. They kick and scream, or maybe they do sit still. Mine don't often, but you know, sometimes they do, but they sure don't go through life doing nothing. So see how that's like, you know, again, it's just us innocently hearing that there's nothing we must do and turning it into an instruction that when we really look at it, just doesn't make a lot of sense. So I hope this has kind of cleared up some confusion. If you had it, maybe you didn't. Maybe this was totally clear from the get-go and that's awesome. But what I love about, you know, so many things I love about this new paradigm and how we work and just this amazing design we've been given is that it's so great to know that we don't have to do anything. We are not in charge of getting ourselves anywhere in life. And when we aren't doing all that stuff, so if, if we're to just go with the flow of life, it doesn't mean we just sit there and nothing happens. In fact, just the opposite. When we go with that natural flow of life and we see more about how we work and how we're designed and what's, what's in our favor, what's moving through us all the time, what's always available to us, and we're less caught up in, oh no, I need to figure this out or manage this or get myself to feel better, it's pretty incredible what we do. We do so much more. We do it from a different place, a deeper place, 
a wiser place. It's, it's awesome. So it's so great to see that we don't need to do anything and how that actually frees us up to do so much more. Thank you for listening to Changeable. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. Subscribe to the podcast and please leave a review so others who need change can find their way here. If you want more on how change really happens, head over to dramyjohnson.com and grab the free PDF, Three Simple Ways to Break Free from Habits, Anxiety, and Addiction, even when you've already tried everything else.